Welcome to Pursuing Holiness. My name's Ruth Conlon. Today we're going to be speaking about I Knew You. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy, your wisdom, knowledge and understanding. We thank you for the opportunity to come and pray and be together and to fellowship and to rest in your word. And I pray that you speak through my mouth and you open our eyes and ears, dear Lord, that we'll be able to receive all that you have to say to us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we're going to be reading from Jeremiah chapter 1, verse... We'll start from verse 4. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying... Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. Meditating on this scripture today, one of the things that really struck me is before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And looking at the magnitude of that text, that before we were even created in our mother's womb, and even before we came out, I could just, you know, I've been visualizing God sitting there and looking at a three-year-old and just thinking, I know who you're going to be. I've created you. I've imparted something inside of you, and I know who you're going to be. And because God calls us according to his purposes, there are, there are no shocks. There's nothing surprising to him. There's nothing about our lives that's going to surprise him or catch him off guard. So he's looking at the child. Just imagine looking at a child. The child can yet speak and cannot even walk. But God, knowing that I've put my treasure inside of you, I formed you, I created you, and I know you. Even though you don't know how to speak or communicate or walk, I have a promise that I have planted in your life that must come to pass. What's even more important to see in this text is that as soon as God speaks his promises over Jeremiah's life and identifies who he is and who he's created to be, Jeremiah's response wasn't to say, oh God, that's perfect, that's who I think I am, oh I I believe in your word, I believe what you're saying over my life. You would think that when you know that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has created you and he's told you by himself who he's created you to be, that he already knew you, that you'll be so excited thinking that the God that made heaven and earth, who made the trees, who made the skies, who made every human being and every animal, every living thing, you would think that when the God almighty God tells us who we are, our first response is to celebrate and to come into agreement with what he says. But our text challenges that and says something completely different. Jeremiah responds saying, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. And this blows my mind. It blows my mind because we're not talking about a man saying I created you. We're talking about God saying that he created you. 
So Jeremiah hears God saying, look, I've called you. I know who you are. I knew you before you were born, before you became flesh, when you were even but an idea. I knew you. I knew you. I created you. And so God saying that he knew us and he created us means he knows our potential. He knows our capacities. He knows our giftings. He knows the seeds of righteousness that he's planted inside of us. And he knows what assignment that he has given us to bring to pass. Because he clearly says to Jeremiah that I have called you as a prophet, that you are a prophet. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. And other version says, I appointed you or I, I, set, I set you apart and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So God's call, he doesn't wait for us to get to 30 years old and say, um, what do I think that I should use you for? What shall I, what assignment shall I give you here or not? Oh, who, who, who are you? Before we got here, we're just finding out sometimes who we are. We're just figuring it out, but God doesn't need to figure it out because he's appointed it before we became flesh, before we even grew up. He already appointed who he's called us to be and he already knew us. And so this text is saying that I knew you, but Jeremiah, being a human being, just like all of us, says, well, that's great that you've called me to be all those things, but I don't believe that. I don't have the capacity to deliver what you've said. The first thing we see here is that he says, oh Lord, I, he goes back to I. So he looks at himself. And his weaknesses, his frailties, his human errors, the things that cause us to doubt ourselves and to, to lack belief, the falls, the humanity, the nature of our humanity, causes him to say, I cannot speak. I cannot. And what he's basically saying to God is, you've created me, you've said all of that, but I cannot do it. I cannot do what you've said. And in fact, he, he's like, oh, Lord God, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, I can't do this. I can't speak. I'm a youth. And instantly when God says, our, says his promises over our lives, we start to analyze the promises in our ability and our capabilities and our capacity. And as soon as we look to ourselves, we start to sink. As soon as we look to ourselves, we start to realize that we are incapable of bringing anything that God has promised to pass. We see all of this again in Isaiah 49 verses 1 and also in verse 5. And it says, the Lord called me from the womb, from the matrix of my mother. He has made mention of my name. And also in 5 we see, and now the Lord says, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, so that Israel is gathered to him. For I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. The idea of being completed before we got here is alien to us. It's alien to our knowledge, our understanding, and everything that we've been taught. We've usually been taught to discover yourself. Who am I? What are my giftings? And these giftings and who we are is, are no surprise to Jesus. They're no surprise to God because God formed us. And so even though through our life's journey, we start discovering 
who he's called us to be, this calling has already been ordained and empowered before we were even conceived. And like Nehemiah, sometimes we say to ourselves, I cannot do this. I don't have the capacity to do what you've called me to do. I hear that you said in your word and I hear that you're saying to me that you've called me to do this and you've called me to achieve that. But within myself, I can't speak. I don't have the capacity to do it. And we're like Jeremiah. And sometimes God continues to say what his promises are in our lives. But we get immobilized because as we look at our humanity, we realize that we have no confidence. We have no ability. And God's promises look like a dream and not a reality. But the truth is, when we hear God's word... We have to walk on water, meaning we have to do the impossible, not by looking to ourselves and looking at our inabilities or looking at the environments around us, but looking to God and trusting that God who brought it to pass or God who spoke it over our lives is faithful to complete it. We have to magnify and increase our view of who God is. And realize he's just not an idea, he's just not a thought or a feeling, but he is the creator of everything. He is the Alpha and Omega. He made the stars, the moon, the sun. He made the night, he made the darkness. He made the daytime and the the birds to sing. We have to see that the God who says that he created us has created everything We also have to look at nature and creation and realize that once he's settled it, it's done. We know for sure that we'll wake up and the light will come, sun will come, birds will start singing. And when nighttime comes, it gets darker. We don't have to think, oh, is it going to happen? Maybe the sun doesn't believe that it's going to shine and it's a sun and that's that's what it's called to do or that's what it's created to do. And in the same manner... If God has put his seed, his promise and called us, whatever capacity he's called us, you know, some people feel inadequate and say, yeah, I'm not a good mother. I'm not capable of doing this. Or some other people might be called to be missionaries in another country and they feel like this is the call that I hear God saying, but I don't think I have it inside of me. And so God's word over our lives doesn't return back void. But We have to come into partnership with him. We have to come into agreement and say, God, you know what? What you've called me to do and the words that you've spoken over my lives, even though I see everything inside of me with the inability to do it, that I know that you can do it in and through me. We also see in Jeremiah the word sanctified before You were born, I sanctified you. And when we look at the meaning of the word sanctified, it talks about consecration. It talks about set apart, anointed, ordained, cleansed, purified. And so we understand that when God calls us, he's already put the seed of righteousness upon us and he's separated us. And sometimes we may feel like, oh, I'm a bit different from my friends. I'm different from what people think. And we, and, and we wonder why sometimes we can't fit in. 
And sometimes it's because God has separated us and set us apart and declared us to be his handiwork and to fulfill his purposes here on earth. I just want to encourage you today that you're not the only person that feels doubt or insecure or in the, the inability to achieve things. That even though inside of you there's this deep desire to do things for God or deep desire to do different things in our lives, that you're not the only one that sometimes just doesn't believe that it's possible. We can see that again in the story of Moses when God called him. If we go to Exodus 3, um, I'll start from verse 4. When the Lord saw that Moses was coming closer, he called him from the middle of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. He answered, yes, here I am. God said, do not come any closer. Take off your sandals because you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So Moses covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have seen how cruelly my people are being treated in Egypt. I have heard them cry out to be rescued from their slave drivers. I know all about their sufferings, and so I have come down to rescue them from the Egyptians and to bring them out of Egypt to a spacious land, one which is rich and fertile and in which the Canaanites and Hittites, the Amorites and the Prezizites, the Hevites and the Jebusites now live. I have indeed heard the cry of my people, and I see how the Egyptians are opposing them. Now I am sending you to the king of Egypt so that you can lead my people out of his country. But Moses said to God, I am nobody. How can I go to the king and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. And when you bring the people out of Egypt, you will worship me on this mountain. This will be proof that I have sent you. But Moses replied, when I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? So what shall I tell them? God said, I am who I am. You must tell them the one who is called I am has sent me to you. Tell the Israelites that I, the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, has sent you to them. This is my name forever. This is what all future generations are to call me. Go and gather the leaders of Israel together and tell them that I, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, appeared to you. Tell them that I have come to them and have seen what the Egyptians are doing to them. I have decided that I will bring them out of Egypt where they are being treated cruelly and will take them to a rich and fertile land, the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Prezuzites, the Havites, and the Jebusites. One thing we can see from this scripture is that God always has a plan. So he called Moses, but he also had a plan of how the whole thing was going to play out. And we need to understand also in our lives that when God calls us, 
He not only equips us, but he has a plan. And it's so important for us to take time out, to sit at his feet and to find out, God, what is it that you want me to do? You've given me this vision. How do I implement it? What does it look like? As we partner with God and we stand in faith, believing what he has said over our lives, as we step out in faith, he gives us favor and opens doors of opportunities, doors of favor and doors of grace. And he links us up with people who he's already positioned and planned to be part of the vision that he's given us. Again, in this text, we can see how God is telling Moses the details. He's like, you know, if you're in a business meeting, you're like, oh, look, this is the strategy. This is what's going to happen. And then you've got Moses on the other side of the table saying, no, I can't do that. I'm not equipped to do that. And even, you know, in our workplaces, sometimes we're given difficult tasks and we take them on and we stretch ourselves. And when God gives us a task and sometimes it might be out of our comfort zone and some and most of the time it's in a new area where we feel like I haven't got any experience. I've never done this. Now you're telling me that I should go and lead people. I've never led. I've, I'm, I'm running away. Moses was running away from murder. I'm, he's like, I'm running away and you're calling me back to the place that I'm fleeing from. And God needs us to take a hold of his hands, take a hold of his promises, sit at his feet and gain the courage and the grace needed for us to take the bold step of faith into the promises and into the destiny that he has for our lives. It will be good for you to read this text in some more detail, but we can see from this text that God called Moses, but he didn't call him by himself. He sent him to the Israelites and said, go to Pharaoh with the leaders of the Israelites. So our assignment, even though God calls us and it's specific and we know what it is, God calls us for a people and with a people. And the people he's called us with recognize our voice. Oftentimes we spend our time and our resources trying to convince people that we're not called for to believe and affirm us. But from my own experience, as you walk in your journey on the call that God has for you, there are people that will be able to hear your voice and recognize that they have a calling with you. They feel an affinity with the message and the vision and they say, That's what I've been called to do too. It's essential that we don't waste our time trying to convince people and don't waste our time focusing on what people are going to say and what people are going to do and how encouraged and they're not accepting me and they're rejecting me and start believing that God said this is who I am and if you reject me, that's fine. I'm not called for you. And as we partner with God and we believe in what God has has for us, we start seeing his plan open up in front of us as we step out in faith. We see again in Exodus chapter 4 in verse 1, it says, Then Moses answered the Lord, But suppose the Israelites do not believe me and will not listen to what I say. What shall I do if they say that you did not appear to me? So the Lord asked him, What are you holding? A walking stick, he answered. The Lord said, throw it to the ground. When Moses threw it down, it turned into a snake and he ran from it. If we jump again to verse 10 of the same chapter, 
But Moses said, no, Lord, don't send me. I have never been a good speaker. I haven't become one since you began to speak to me. I am a poor speaker, slow and hesitant. The Lord said to him, who gives man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or dumb? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it I, the Lord? Now go and I will help you speak and I will tell you what to say. But Moses answered, no, Lord, please send someone else. And the Lord became angry with Moses and said, what about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know that he can speak well. In fact, he is now coming to meet you and will be glad to see you. Wow, these scriptures are blowing my mind. They're absolutely blowing my mind. Can you believe that God says to Moses, I've called you. I want you to set the Israelites free. I've given you the capacity. He tells him the plan and what's going to happen. And right through the whole text, all we can see is Moses saying, no, I can't do it. I'm not the one. I'm not the one who could do it. God, It's like God's negotiating with him about the promise that he's created him to fulfill. And all Moses keeps on saying is, no, Lord, don't send me. I've never been a good speaker. No, Lord, send somebody else. I don't want to do this. And you would think that Moses, who did fulfill God's promises, would have heard what God said and thought, oh God, you've called me, this is great, I can't wait to go. But more often than not, when we hear the call of God, our instant natural reaction is, Lord, I can't do this. You're sending me to people that are going to reject me. You're sending me to people that are going to say, that, what am I doing here? I'm not supposed to be in this position. I'm not supposed to be in this role. I'm not supposed to be doing this. Even God challenged him and he said, who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or dumb? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it I, the Lord? So now God's saying, okay, now you're telling me that you can't speak, but even the mouth that you're speaking with, I gave it to you. So I've given you the breath and I've given you the capacity to do what I've called you to do. But Moses, even knowing and hearing from God, still doesn't believe that the God he's speaking to has given him the power to do what he has been called to do. And this sometimes is just our lives. And we see another dynamic that starts working out here, that he instantly says, what if the people don't listen to what I say? What? But suppose the Israelites do not believe me and will not listen to what I say. And so we've got the dilemma of, well, I don't believe in me, and I'm not too sure that they're going to believe in me either. So this question about our call and when God calls us to do an assignment is, do you believe? Do you believe in the God who created your mouth and gave you the giftings and imparted himself inside of you to bring the promise to pass? Do you believe in the promise? Or do you focus on the inability, your frailties, your stutterings or the things that limit you and are you frightened of the people that he's sending you to? When God calls us in whatever capacity it is, whether it's in a job role, if it's in a missionary role, in a church role, he's called all of us as children of God. He's called all of us to walk according to his statutes. And sometimes when God calls us, we get challenged by who we are. We get challenged by our inabilities. We get challenged by the inability to bring God's work to pass. And the problem isn't what God is saying. The problem is 
the eyes in which Moses, the eyes in which Jeremiah look at God's call over their lives. Instantly, when God says, oh, I've called you to do this, we think we have to do it. We no longer depend on God and we're like, well, Lord, you're up up there and I'm down here and you're sending me to do something and I'm going by myself. And we have to realize that we are not alone, that whoever God sends, he equips. We are not alone. And we have to also listen to those words that God did give us our mouths. He did give us the giftings and the abilities to do what he's called us to do. And if he's called us to do it, he will bring it to pass. It's not going to be something we do in our strength. As we go, we will walk into his favor and his ability to bring it to pass. We have to also realize that God knew us. He knew us before we got here. He knew us. And so when we have that purpose and that passion and that desire and that calling and think, this is what I believe God's called me to do, we have to not be frightened of the faces of men. We have to not be so frightened of the faces, the judgment and the rejection of men that we sabotage God's call in our lives in order to satisfy their rejection of us. We have to believe so much in the call of God over our lives and so much in what God has told us to do that regardless of the environment and regardless of our inabilities, we know that where we are weak, God is strong and he is faithful to bring to pass all his promises and all he's spoken over our lives. God said it and he will do it. His word says, Isaiah 55 from verse 10 to 11. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I have sent it. We need to understand that when God speaks, he's calling, and when he calls us, and when he calls us with a purpose and a plan, that as he spoke it, it's already established and it will already come to pass. Because God's words are creative. We see in Genesis, in the beginning, he said, let there be light. And instantly there was light. So as God calls our purposes and our destinies into being, they already take life because God's word is creative. So he creates who you are by what he says. And he already created you and he said that he knew you. So he's already given you the capacity to bring about everything he said. And he's given you the desire and the hunger and the thirst and even the passion in the areas that he would like to use you. And we need to not be immobilized by our own inabilities and our naturalness. We need to not be immobilized because we're looking at ourselves and we need to look to the Lord. And we need to start magnifying God and saying, if God called me, that means God's given me the capacity. And as we start walking in the giftings and the callings, God will back us up. There are many people even now that will be sitting down and thinking, 
I have a desire to do this, whatever it is. I have a desire to paint. I have a desire to write. I have a desire to share and go and help the broken. I have a desire to make my children the best children and to train them up into the weight of the Lord. I have so many different desires. We have people who've got the desires and desires that God has even planted in their hearts. But they sit down and think, well, I'm not equipped. I'm not qualified. And we disqualify ourselves by looking with our own eyes. But we need to not look with our own eyes, but listen and meditate on what God says about us and what he has said and called us to do. And we have to meditate on his ability to do it in and through us. And we have to be like Peter. We just have to be like Peter. And we have to attempt to put our feet on the water, not look into the water, not look into the storm and not even looking at our feet. But we have to look to Christ and know that, God, you have said it about me and I, you can do it. And I'm looking to you and I'm believing you and I'm walking in an unknown territory and I'm doing unknown things because I believe that your word will bring it to pass because you've said it to me and we have to start meditating on God's word and meditating on how big he is and meditating on who he is and stop meditating on ourselves because the more we look at ourselves and our inabilities the more we paralyze ourselves from moving forward to fulfill God's purposes want us to just start saying to ourselves now if God said it then I can do it if God promised it then I can do it if God's birthed it in me and called me and knew me the same God that created me has given me the capacity and the ability to bring everything he has told me to pass I want us to change our perspective today and change our minds today. I want us to change our no, Lord, I can't do it to yes, Lord, we can. Through you, I can do all things. When you give me the grace and the power, Lord, I believe that you've called me for such a time like this. And I believe as you've called me, Lord, and as I step out on water, that I will be able to walk on water and do all that you've called and destined for me to do in this hour. And sometimes we hear the words and the voices of negativity that we've grown up with. We've begun to believe the lies of the enemy, the lies that says that we're able, we're nothing and we're nobody, keeps on singing louder because they've sung such a long period of time. And we need to start speaking back, speaking back and encouraging ourselves. We hear in the Bible where it says David encouraged himself in the Lord. And anytime God says something and his promise starts to rise up in our hearts, we need to come into agreement and speak into agreement and say yes that's what God's called me to do and I'm going to be walking that path and sometimes you might have to walk that path alone because sometimes we have an environment of people who don't believe in us and so they enhance our insecurities and immobilize us more and make us ineffective in the calling that we have in Christ Jesus wow isn't it deep even to just think about it when he says that before I formed you, I knew you. So it's like God had a business plan and a strategy all mapped out about every single day of our lives before we even got here. And so when we are born and we grow up, God is wanting us to look and seek his business plan and say, God, what is your plan that you have for my life? What have you called me to do? And if we start looking at his business plan, he doesn't want us to look at it and say, no, that's not what I believe of myself. Because he created us. We're not, our, we're not even our own. We're his. We've been created to do his work. So we should look at the business plan and say, Lord, do your plan in me. Create it in my heart and give me the capacity to believe. 
And the capacity to believe is the capacity to believe that he's a big God, is the capacity to grow in our view and our image of God. And if we limit our view and our image of God, we will limit our understanding of the plans that he has for us. So the more we meditate and the more we analyze and the more we start looking at ourselves and thinking, I can't do this. I've never done this. This is not what I thought God wanted me to do or I feel that this is something I can, I want to do, but I don't have the capacity. The more we meditate on what we can't and the negativity, the more we will be incapable of doing it. Sometimes the funny thing that we find out is that parents will say that I knew, I know you more than you know yourself because I've seen a child grow up from a baby to an adult. But God can say that confidently, that he knows you more than you know yourself. So even when you look at yourself and say, I haven't got the ability to do it, God says, I've given you the capacity to do it and I know you more than you know you. I want today to be a day where you will just remember that God said to you, I knew you, I created you, I formed you, I sanctified you and I ordained you. God created you. You are a child of a God. You are the child of the King and God has given you everything you need to fulfill his purposes and calling in your life. Lord, we just want to thank you, Jesus, that where we are weak, you are strong, dear Lord. And we want to thank you, Lord, because you chose us. You created us and you formed us with your promise. You already knew who we would be, Lord. You knew those who would be evangelists, those who would be mothers, those who would be business people, those who would be prophets, those who would be pastors. You knew all of our DNAs, those who would be firemen and engineers you knew all of us lord and you created us with the capacity to bring to pass all you have destined in our lives dear lord and father god we say yes to your will today lord we say yes to your purposes jesus and father god we just wipe away the doubts and we focus on you and we pray that you help us keep our eyes fixed on you and your purposes in jesus mighty name thank you for joining us today i just pray that you just take into your day and take into your week that regardless of how you feel, that God knows you, he knows the plans he has for you, and he is faithful to complete it. Do log on to our website, www.pursuingholiness.org. Have a blessed week.